Welcome to the Behind the Connection podcast, the podcast that covers all things internet and technology related. The good, the bad, the complexities, and the realities. We talk about it all right here on Behind the Connection. I'm Tyler Rasmussen, and I'm your host. So, gentlemen, 2020 has officially come to an end. Is that a good thing? I think in most people's view, yes. <laughs> it, it all depends on how 2021 goes. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to 2021 for sure. Yeah, today we want to talk a little bit about um, what we've been able to get done this past year at Strata Networks in improving and delivering broadband in the Uinta Basin. Before we do that, though, we definitely need to introduce our guests. We've got a first-timer with us here today who I can't quite see because I've got a whole bunch of audio mechanisms between myself and Dave. We'll be doing some head bobbing today, so forgive us. Dave, can you give us a quick introduction? Uh, of me? <laughs> Please, of yourself. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, so Dave Ryan with Strata, um, plant design manager. What does that mean? So my, my roles are typically involved with uh, strategic planning, engineering, um, construction, rights away and land management and warehousing procurement. So you're one of the guys that helps decide where fiber's getting built? <laughs> yes. Um, I have input into that process. Great. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Glad to have you on. And John Bingham, he's been on with us before, but for those that haven't maybe heard previous episodes, John, give us a quick introduction. Yeah, I'm John Bingham. I'm the engineering supervisor at Strata Networks, and uh, my uh, engineering team, we uh, will be designing any of the fiber projects and other projects, whether it be copper, fiber, coax, and uh, also have some input on as far as... uh, uh, where we build and some of the prioritization of different projects. Good. Yeah, we're going to talk a, a little bit about that today because I'm sure, I'm sure folks are pretty interested in how we make some of those determinations. So we'll cover mm-hmm. that briefly. So we've already we tried it. We tried to boil things down on this podcast and not make it too complex so that the everyday consumer can kind of understand what we're talking about a little bit. And we've already mentioned fiber, coax, copper. So just very briefly, why don't the two of you tell um, the listener? What is the significance of those three at a high level? When we're talking about those three, what does that mean? Well, <clears throat> ultimately, fiber optics are the the ultimate broadband connection medium. Um, but we also have a significant amount of, of infrastructure um, that that exists throughout the Uinta Basin in both coax and, and copper plant. So we have uh, different broadband and internet connection uh, capabilities on each of those platforms but ultimately we're we're trying to move everyone to fiber on a fairly aggressive plan over the next few years great sounds good so um and we actually uh, we've mentioned in previous podcasts too that we use also some wireless technologies as well when when we don't have a good solution with an actual wired connection right with fiber copper coax we use 4g lte or point to multi-point wireless some yeah. other some other solutions so strata is using a variety of technologies to provide the best solution that is available in a variety of different geographic locations throughout the Uinta basin right 
Okay, so um, we'll hit on some statistics of you know what what the teams here at Strata have been able to get done this past year throughout this podcast. But most importantly, I think we want to we want to um, make sure that we're communicating to the listener the importance of of, the, of a fiber connection and and our efforts and emphasis as an organization to try to get fiber deployed to as many locations as we possibly can, as quickly as we possibly can, and to give you some insight on how um, how you can get involved in that process. I think these two gentlemen, as they'll talk throughout this podcast, you'll see that at times it's, it's a little bit of a tough decision to decide where to deploy resources to build to build fiber plant. And, and by the end of this podcast, you'll see how you can get engaged in that process and and uh, help direct our efforts a little bit. So demand for fiber optics is obviously increasing significantly, not only in the Uinta Basin, but all across the U.S. and the world. Um, and I think we all understand that. COVID has pushed us into a whole new world, really, since March of last year, specifically here in the Uinta Basin. We have more students than ever that were doing schoolwork from home, right? And and uh, I know my kids, I've had two kids that have got... Um, sent home because they were directly exposed to somebody with COVID at least um, two different times, you know, and they've had to work from home and do, do their schoolwork. And that requires a, 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 a good broadband connection. When we say broadband, we mean internet. More and more, obviously, employees are working from home. We're starting to see, um, uh, and I'm sure realtors and others are seeing this as well, but we're starting to see um, more consumers that are moving away from uh, a metropolitan-based uh, lifestyle and moving back to a rural setting, uh, assuming that there's a broadband connection that will facilitate them working from a rural setting, correct? Yeah. So, um, yeah, more and more, especially, like I said, with COVID over the past nine months, it's becoming normalized it's, it, to, to do more work from home. And, and once again, fiber is necessary for most of that. So let's talk a little bit about, we're just going to review quickly some of the key highlights from this past year. Um, and I think John's got a few um, visual resources that he's going to show as we go through this. John, do you want to dive into these? Let's start with Reconnect, and I'll kind of tee this up, and you can talk about where we're at. So when we say Reconnect, um, some of the listeners may remember that earlier this year, just before COVID was kind of taking over the UNA Basin, Strata was really pleased to hear that the USDA had selected Strata to receive a uh, a large sum of money in the form of a loan and a grant to build fiber to many of the about 3,000 outlying locations in the UNA Basin. And, and we want to give the listeners an update on where we're at with that. Dave, do you want to mention more specifically about um, what that program is? Or are there any other details you want to mention there? Yeah, so <clears throat> there's actually been a second round, which we'll talk about as well. But there's the there's a a program where funds have been allocated to the USDA through the RUS arm of USDA, uh, the Rural Utility Service. And um, so this program gives uh, entities the opportunity to apply for either a grant or a combination of a loan and a grant or just a loan. And um, Strato was able to submit an application and successfully be awarded for that last year, as you mentioned. And we have also applied for uh, a secondary, we've submitted a secondary application for the round two. Um, and and we've not yet heard 
whether we have been selected for that one. But if so, um, either way, um, it provides significant um, enhancement and acceleration of our fiber overbuilds in the most rural portions of of the UN Basin. Yeah, so we've hit on this briefly, but sometimes some people might ask, well, why does why does Strata need a grant or a loan to build fiber in the UNA Basin? Why aren't you just doing it on your own? Johnny, do you want to hit on that quickly? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it is an expensive process to get fiber to a home. And uh, in these rural areas, it just gets more and more expensive. The You know, you're, you're talking one or two homes every mile versus in a more urban area where, uh, especially in some of the larger cities where you put in a mile of fiber, you're passing thousands of locations versus in the rural setting, you're getting one or two homes maybe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this funding, uh, from the USDA, it's much the same way that, uh, you know, if you live in a rural area, much the same way your electricity arrived at your house and your phone line, uh, has been funded through similar programs in decades past. And, and uh, the uh, USDA can see the need for more than phone line. We need internet. Mm-hmm. And so they've uh, made funds available for this. Yeah. Yeah, I think, as you've stated, there's many scenarios in a rural area like the Uinta Basin where um, economics will never work to run a fiber line to a location. Right? Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, the, the monthly reoccurring rates that Strata could charge a consumer for that service um, would be, you know, they would not be affordable. Yeah, many, many astronomic, high. Astronomically <laughs> high. And so these programs, you know, once again, whether you like them or not, these programs exist. And if if uh, if Strata and, and um, our, our personnel can go out and secure these funds, it helps the people of the Uena Basin get improved services more quickly and more affordably. So it's a good thing. So yeah, just a little more scope on that one. So approximately $600 million a year in this total fund, reconnect fund that's allocated across the whole United States. Yes. Of which Strata received a grant loan, 50-50 split combo of 23.6 million. Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. So yeah, once again, a very good shot in the arm. So where are we at with that? Have you guys started building? (laughs) That's, you know, that's was, the magical question everybody wants to know. You know, it was exciting to yeah, have John's some got of the, some pictures here. Some of the USDA uh, um, officials come out and, and do that announcement, and uh, that was was that in February last mm-hmm. year? Feels like about February four years ago. Huh? So we're we're getting close to a year since that announcement was made. And, so John, uh, as you're thumbing through these pictures, maybe just say quickly where where was that red barn in that first picture, and why was why was the announcement held there? Yeah, one of the one of the um, locations that are going to be benefit from the funding that we received was uh, uh, a ranch owned by Dusty Olson in uh, outside Neola, and he was g- generous enough to allow us to use his barn for our big announcement. Um, the USDA had asked that we we find a, a suitable location for an announcement like this, and this was a big deal. A very big deal for the Una Basin, and and uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to use <laughs> Dusty Olson's place for for this announcement. He was very gracious, and and uh, it was a it was a great day to have that announced. Yeah. Uh, great. So yeah, um, reconnect round two. Dave mentioned we have applied another six hundred million or so that 
has basically to this point in the calendar year has already been awarded mostly correct right yeah there's there but are, to other organizations throughout the US correct yeah so the the total allocation to the program is that 600 million roughly and and strata has submitted an additional application um, we're hoping we're still hopeful that we will be awarded for that one as well which would reach an additional uh, John would know the exact number of another couple thousand locations in the in the remote portions of the Uinta Basin. Great. Okay. Awesome. That's a good one there. If if uh, anybody has more questions on reconnect, so we didn't mention exactly where we're at. We're oh w- yeah. When do you expect plows to hit the ground on this one? So John can you speak- guys aren't dodging this question. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. I keep interrupting you. John can speak more specifically to where we're at with the process, but there's a a requirement for the funding that we, we accommodate a environmental and cultural study um, to be done. And uh, so we're in the middle of that process right now. Um, we've gone ahead and selected a firm to help us through that process, and, and they're working through doing you know, surveys and, and uh, evaluations of potential impacts working with various entities, uh, both locally and on the federal level. John can probably give us a better update on where we're at with, with all of that process. Yeah, it's, uh, we are making progress. Every, every week we make a little bit of, of headway. Um, uh, it is agonizingly slow. We wanted to start placing the day that we announced it last February, (laughs) but there are requirements that we're trying to meet. Uh, We definitely expect to be starting work this year. Great. So we'll be out in those rural areas this year. Yeah, I'm sure our hope would be that we get get equipment rolling, you know, in the good construction season, which would obviously be summer or spring. And yes, but that's our hope. And we'll continue to update, um, the folks that will be impacted by that as we have more information, but just know that your, your strata people are working hard on that. Tyler. Yes, sir. Just another comment on that. I think one of the questions that folks might have is why don't you just get started on the areas where you don't have environmental concerns? Surely you don't have the same environmental concerns throughout the entire, Mm -hmm. Uh, footprint of uh, that the project is going to influence and um, the answer is that that's one of the requirements is that all of the environmental studies have to be completed before we can begin construction on any other portion of the of the project so that's been part of the the delay and in any way I wanted to just clarify that here too okay great all right I think Johnny's got some other pictures up here of uh, who is that on that machine that looks. Uh, that, that's Mr. Ryan. That's Dave right there. <laughs> I was trying to figure out which one goes forward and which one goes back. <laughs> yeah, his guys were getting. A, I was there that day. His guys were getting a good chuckle at him trying to learn how to operate their machinery. But yeah, I was there for the the comic relief. That's right. The, <laughs> so maybe while while John's showing us some of these images, Dave, talk a little bit about this next project that was significant that was completed in 2020 and what the benefits and imp- benefits of this project are and the impacts. Yeah. So as you can see in this photo, um, this particular section of this project we're going to talk about was coming up out of Flaming Gorge Dam um, heading over towards Dutch John. So in 2020 we completed a project that that many are probably aware of uh, to to take fiber optics to the Manila High School in Manila 
and Flaming Gorge Elementary in Dutch John. And this was a project that was bid out through an RFP process by the Utah Education and Telehealth Network. And Strata provided a bid and was selected to construct this project for them. Um, and we completed that project in totality in, in August of, of this past year, 2020. Um, so it was, it was an awesome project. Um, I, what, what the crews were able to accomplish there to me is just phenomenal. And uh, we had a lot of great partnership and support from the community, state entities, and, and it, uh, it turned out to be a great success. Yeah, several partners on this one, right? The, obviously, the Utah Education and Telehealth Network, they're the main main driver of this project, but the Utah Department of Trans Transportation uh, was hand-in-hand in, hand in this project, uh, Bureau of Reclamation, in helping allow us to cross the dam with fiber, yep. right? Um, Forest US, Service, did I mention? Yeah, the U.S. Forest Service, yep. the Bureau of Land Management, yep. both Douche, uh, both Uinta and Daggett County, um, as well as... Uh, some other entities. A lot of the funding was secured by UETN through the FCC, mm -hmm. um, through the uh, E-rate program uh, managed by by the FCC. Mm -hmm. um, so there were a lot of, of moving pieces and a lot of parts. We also received quite a bit of support from the Seven County Coalition, which was instrumental in, in getting the project moving forward. So there were a lot of people that really helped, and, and uh, it was a great joint effort. To yeah, so a substantial it. project for the people in Daggett County. I mean, this awesome. is huge for them in terms of obviously really facilitating an improved educational experience. But, but once fiber comes into a community, it does much more than that, right? Um, obviously, we mentioned several entities that are going to benefit from this with, you know, whether it's weather and traffic cameras or better connectivity at the dam or improved... Um, backhaul capacity for cell sites that exist along that route. Um, there's just a lot of benefits that, that come from a fiber project like this one. So this one's a significant one. Um, and, and maybe eventually that also uh, assists strata with an, an additional redundant path, correct? And yeah. when we say redundant, and you, you two know much more about this than I do, but the, the, the more routes out of the UNA Basin that strata has, the more redundancy and, and security and strength it provides to the network in the event that there's a cut or a break in the fiber, which could happen with, you know, a contractor and a backhoe at any point leaving you in a basin. So I think, you know, that, that adds another leg potentially to that redundancy, right? Yes. Great. Okay. Let's jump into the ones that are more like uh, the projects that are more uh, directly benefiting consumers. John, why don't you just jump into those and you can go through them and maybe talk about some of the statistics overall of what's been accomplished. We've been, uh, along with, uh, you know, the projects like uh, the Daggett County Project and other projects, we've been going neighborhood to neighborhood building fiber, primarily fiber. Any project we do, we try to, any penny that we have to invest, we want to put it towards fiber. And obviously, we're maintaining our copper and coax plants in the in the meantime. But uh, in 2020, we uh, we placed fiber uh, uh, to 1,600 different locations throughout uh, the Uinta Basin, and that's a pretty big number. That's a I mean, for uh, the size of company, the size of our crews, that's a pretty aggressive number, and and. Uh, 
we hope to exceed that again this year, actually. Um, we placed, uh, you know, over 85 miles of fiber throughout the area. Um, we now have in, in uh, the Una Basin over 9,300 locations have fiber available right now, which is a big impact, making a big impact. So in 2021, we're going to cross that 10,000 threshold, you're saying? That'll be a big deal, yes. Yeah, we're going to have a celebration to... of some sort. We're going to have to come up with something. Yes, let's do that. Okay, we will. <laughs> um, so those are some, yeah, some big achievements, some big accomplishments. Um, so it's exciting uh, that, you know, we just are making progress, and every year we're getting more and more efficient and uh, getting more and more fiber to the home and the business. Right. You want to dive into some of those specific areas that have benefited from a new fiber connection this past year? Uh, Duchesne City, we did a couple of uh, areas uh, that will benefit, and uh, you can see those areas here uh, on the southeast edge of town and, and also along Main Street, uh, headed west out of town on the south side. Um, many people... <laughs> We'll never forget all of the road construction through Gusher uh, over the last year and a half. And uh, that road project really impacted our facilities that we had in the highway, a lot of our copper, and we had fiber as well uh, in the highway. And rather than spend money relocating and maintaining our copper facilities along that road, we made the choice to replace it all with fiber. And so this area in Gusher is now uh, covered with fiber. Uh, other areas in Roosevelt and Ballard uh, that we hit this year are, are uh, uh, right here um, up in the Park Ridge area, the, the uh, Ballard 1500 East, uh, down uh, 500 East in Roosevelt. The city was doing a project, and again, when, when the city or the county or the state is doing a road project, it often impacts our our facilities, and we need to make a choice whether or not to maintain our copper or coax that's in that area, or bite the bullet and invest in fiber, and and uh, often that's what we choose to do. That's what we did in this case. Uh, Vernal, uh, we've uh, covered you know s several areas that you can see uh, North Vernal Avenue, down on Four Thousand South. Um, and I think to be clear on these maps, um, there's other fiber that exists in Vernal, right? You're you're only showing in these highlighted areas the areas that have been built in the past year. Yes. Important probably to emphasize. I should have had a map of the existing fiber because uh, it would show the extent of what we have covered with fiber. It's it's pretty extensive, but these are specific to 2020, what we've done in 2020. Uh, uh, in yellow there, you can see a couple of areas that are in progress right now over in the all the the air village area and then also um north of main street and and east of of uh vernal avenue are you've anybody living in that neighborhood's probably seen our crews doing some work where we are in the process of fiber overbuilding those areas right now so cool great others uh okay this let, next one's a big one let, this is definitely something that we need to talk about uh because it is a big uh uh a big event. Um, this map shows, you know, the Ashley Valley throughout Mays or Vernal, Naples, and uh, Strata Networks has an existing coax network through uh, 
the area shown. Uh, anybody living in these areas today can get up to 100 megs of, of internet speeds, which is great, but um, a lot of people would like more. We are in the process of upgrading all of that plant to uh, gig-capable speeds. So so ten, so gig is 1,000 meg, 10 times their current highest available tier of 100 meg, right? Exactly. And gig, gig to a certain degree... Well, gig on coax is similar to what we're offering on fiber right now. Although, although fiber has capability to go much faster than gig, yeah, we have gig fiber packages as well. So this would be comparable in many ways, right? It'll be very comparable. The upgrade that we're doing, um, yes, it 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 does improve the speed. It improves uh, stability and dependability of the network, and um, so. Those folks living in these areas, yeah, they've they've got something to look forward to. We'll be we'll be turning that up soon and making gig available. Great, that, and so that's looks like it's most of Vernal. Is that five six thousand locations? Yeah, yeah, there are about sixty five hundred locations in this footprint. You can see here. Awesome. So sixty five hundred locations will soon, you know, graduate from a hundred meg to a gig. Great. So okay, awesome. All right. Any other locations you want to mention, or does that cover them? That's that's quite a bit, right? So there. that that's encompasses the sixteen hundred new locations that you talked about in twenty twenty that yes. our crews were able to deploy. One comment on that, Tyler, yeah, if it's please. okay. <clears throat> so, some listeners might be wondering, what about some of these rural areas that are excluded from these lists, and and you know, part of our plan for twenty twenty was to to execute. A significant number of fiber projects in the rural areas as part of the reconnect announcement that we discussed previously, but a lot of those projects are on hold um, pending that environmental evaluation. So we hope that as we get through that process, we'll really be able to accelerate in these more rural parts of the UN basin outside of the the core areas that you've seen shown here. So. Um, Hopefully, we'll be able to provide good news to those folks very soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So kind of the 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 best part of what we want to talk about today in just our last few minutes is a new um, platform, I guess you could call it, that we've made available on our website about, what, four months ago, John? Is that correct? Yeah, it's been about four months. So, so for those of you who are not familiar with this, we want you to go to Connect stratanetworks.com and get familiar with this platform. So when we launched this three or four months ago, um, the purpose of the platform is to is to allow you as the broadband consumer in the UNA Basin to help us better know where the highest demand exists for improved broadband services and or fiber optics, correct? Yes. So um, we launched this, like I said, three or four months ago with the commitment to the consumer that we would um, publish a number of what we're calling zones or areas. And each quarter, um, at the end of each quarter, we would select two from the, the list of those zones to be bumped into our construction and our design crew, our design queue and construction uh, queue and start down the path of getting fiber. So, um, yeah, and John, you might have a slide that like helps people see this. So, um, maybe just in, in 60 seconds, describe what a consumer needs to do to, to tell us that they're interested in getting fiber. Okay. 
Yeah, you can go to connect.stratanetworks.com. Anybody who's already done it, is, uh, this page is familiar to you. But uh, go in, put in your, your credentials, uh, your address, your, um, and then click go. What it'll do is it registers your address for, and it's showing your interest. So it'll go to another page after this where you'll able, be able to uh, put your interest in, put your email in, and it will register you and let us know that you're interested. What this does for us is we're able to see, you know, basically we pull up these maps and we start seeing these pins start popping up on our maps. And, and as we see a cluster of, of pins from people who have registered their interest, it allows us to say, okay, we need to pay attention to this area. These people are asking for, 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 for fiber. So we will definitely use this to help guide our decisions and prioritize projects. We need customers' input. We, you know, for years we, we make our decisions. We, we feel like we're meeting, doing the best we can to meet customer demand. There's so many factors pulling on our decisions and priorities whether it be uh, a city or a county or, a, or, or the state that's doing a road project, well, we let that help prioritize a project. Or maybe our copper facilities are, are um, getting more and more expensive to maintain in an area. Um, maybe uh, somebody has actually paid for the project, which um, is an option that people choose. Um, so there's all these factors. Well, we want customers to give their input and help guide this decision. So um, if you call in and say, hey, I really want fiber in my area, we will direct you to this website and ask you to, to put your information in. And we'll also encourage you to talk to your neighbors. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, And you can, we can easily tell which areas uh, are the areas where the neighbors are talking because it starts spreading and, and, and we just start getting a lot of interest in those areas. Awesome. So, so um, by signing up and, and registering their interest, the customer is like uh, they're committing to taking a gig for 12 months. Is that correct? That's how they kind of show their interest? Yes. Okay. So there is a slight commitment on the consumer's end, but most consumers are thrilled if they're saying, I'd be happy to take gig for a year if you'll, if you'll get it delivered to my home. Yes. So, so once again, the listener, when you go out to this page, you're going to see you may be in an area that does not have a defined zone. Many areas of the Uinta Basin have been already, you'll see on the map, like John's showing, there's already predefined zones that Strata is considering, 15 or 20 or 30 zones. I don't know exactly how many there are, but, but you know, individuals like John and Dave are, are looking at a number of factors, like he just said, and, and looking at all these zones, and they're trying to decide which ones to build this upcoming year. Now you as the consumer can help direct that process by registering your interest and talking to your neighbors. Yes, exactly. We get to, you know, sometimes we go and build fiber in an area and, and uh, we don't get, I mean, and people don't even increase their, their internet speeds. Mm -hmm. And so we recognize that they weren't that interested in that area, but mm -hmm. this is one way for us to see who is interested, who does need the speeds and who, and if we're not seeing interest in an area, we'll assume that people are happy with what they get in that area. Mm -hmm. For now. Eventually, we want to fiber overbuild oh, yes, everything, right? Yes. But we definitely We're want to focus on those areas that have the greatest interest first. Okay, so the, here we are. Um, we're at the end of that first quarter with the commitment we made four months ago to announce two zones that were the highest um, indication of interest 
John, do you want to announce who the two zones are hey, and kind of give them an idea? I'd this love is like, to. i got to uh, hear the drum roll. No, get, hey, do you have some sort of a sound effect? <laughs> oh, come on. We need better help back there. <laughs> we'll come up with a sound effect next time. All right, Johnny, tell us which zones are at the well, top of the charts. I'll tell you, there is one zone where uh, it was apparent that the, the neighborhood got on board with this and quickly took the lead. And anybody that has been watching connect.stratanetworks.com, you're able to scroll down and see progress of zones who's been showing interest. And uh, there was definitely one zone that really stood out, and it is zone number 1024. Uh, if you live in this zone, congratulations. Uh, so some guys, may not some may not recognize this from the map. Can you describe roughly the address, John? Do you know it off yep. the top of your head? Uh, so you, right now you're looking at Vernal Avenue on the north end. You're looking at uh, 3300 North on the south end. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's uh, 2500 North. So um, so that gives you a general idea. Um, just south of Steinecker. So Great. yeah, that's awesome. This how many, uh, roughly how many homes in this zone? I, you know what? I'm not even sure. Gotcha. I, uh, but uh, I will say, you know, I, the the neighborhood definitely got on board with this and and talked to each other, and they got themselves signed up. So great! Congrats, Zone Ten Twenty Four. All right, who is number two? All right, here's another one that uh, you know it took a few weeks where uh, there was just no interest, and all of a sudden it started to take off. So. Whoever you are out there in, in this next zone that started talking to your neighbors, thank you, because uh, it started to take off, and that is zone 1032, which is Duchesne City, the, the north half of Duchesne City. So uh, congratulations, zone 1032. You guys up in the north part of uh, Duchesne City, we're going to be, we'll start uh, work to, to fiber overbuild your area. That's awesome. So can you give them a general idea of how the process will look from here on out? Are they going to get fiber in two weeks? <laughs> we oh, got to set, I wish. we got to set expectations appropriately. I wish. Right? It definitely, yeah, let's set some expectations. Um, uh, if you've read the website, I believe it says that we will start the process within six months of this announcement. Um, we will, I would say that's a, that's kind of being... Uh, we're conservative kind of on our con end. Conservative we're to trying cover to, ourselves you know, a little bit. Yeah, under promise and over deliver, right? But we'll uh, <clears throat> we will uh, start the engineering, start the permitting, and and get ready. You know, and and fit it into what it does is we always have a long list of construction projects in front of us. Uh, as we announce these zones, it helps us prioritize and bump them in front and and get to them at a reasonable amount of time. For sure, within that six-month period. But. Yeah, okay, so two more other things just to quickly emphasize before we wrap up. That's awesome. I think this is great. I mean, once again, consumers, if you're interested in broadband, get on the website, register your address, talk to your neighbors. It will definitely impact how fast you get fiber. We are using this to, to uh, prioritize projects. Yeah, so... Um, these are not the only fiber project Strata will be doing in 2021, correct? Yeah, exactly. We there, want to make sure that people understand yeah, that. Yeah, this will be probably, it, it will be a, a, a good portion, but it's a small percentage compared to everything else. There's so many other projects that we have on going on right now, but these were directly impacted by customer impact, customer influence. So Okay. And then the second piece that we've mentioned a couple times, but we will be back here probably in the same podcast setting um, in probably April, as soon as the first quarter ends, 
and and we'll be making another announcement for two more zones. So if you were close, if you were one of those zones that were right there, keep working at it. And uh, and if you if you look at your zone and there hasn't been much work done, get busy talking to your neighbors. Yeah. In three more months, we'll be working on another announcement for two more zones. So. And again, if you if you find that you're not located in one of these zones, still register your interest. We can still see your address pop up, and we can still see clusters of interest even though you're not in one of our predetermined zones. So, and, um, and it will guide our decisions. So Awesome. Okay. Dave, you've been quiet for a few minutes over there. How do you want to summarize this great conversation? We're at time, my friend. Any key points we've missed that you want to emphasize further? I just think it's awesome that we're uh, trying to utilize customer input to drive our our decisions of, of where these build-outs are, are taking place. We've been trying to do that for years by gathering and collecting information when customers call in, but this gives us a real clear way of doing that and um, making sure that the information is all stored in one location. Customers can see how they're, uh, you know, how they are uh, influencing those decisions directly by looking at you know, the percentages of, of interest that are shown on their zones. And it's just an, a really great step forward in involving the customer in the decision-making process for, for the prioritization of these fiber projects. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's honestly, it's it's fun to be able to work with the people that we work with, huh? And see, you know, and I think probably a lot of times the typical resident in the UNA Basin maybe doesn't, and maybe Strata doesn't do a good enough job conveying this, but probably doesn't fully recognize and understand how much most Strata employees really do care about um, providing a wonderful service. There's a lot of people that work really hard. I know we've got a board of directors that's, um, you know, it's made up of residents of, in, you know, people here in the UNA Basin. They care about uh, your service as much as anyone possibly could. A CEO and a management team that care immensely about improving services and delivering improved services, and uh, right down to you know the the employees that are out there digging in the dirt. I mean, they do a fantastic job and they care tremendously. So it's fun to watch that and fun to be involved in it. And and our kudos and our appreciation needs to go out to them too, the ones that are doing all the work. Yep, so. for sure. Well, uh, we'll wrap this up. Um, we hope this podcast has been beneficial to you. Um, we definitely love feedback. If you have feedback, don't hesitate to drop us a comment. Um, shoot us an email at podcast at stratanetworks.com or reach out to us in any way. We'd love to talk about the topics that are uh, most interesting to you. And uh, we'll look forward to making another announcement in, in three more months. It'll be great. Appreciate you two joining me today. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you. And thanks again to the listener for listening to the Strata Networks podcast.